Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also joining us live in studio, Tony Kennett, former STEM administrator for IPS. He's an education journalist, co-founder of Chalkboard Review. Since this is the last time we'll probably see you before the midterm elections, let's start locally. I find it fascinating. People keep on asking me, you know, they're really involved. They really want to know who they should vote for in terms of school board members in their district. And, uh, you know, I I don't think a lot of people really paid attention to this issue in previous elections. Tony, what's changed? Well, what's changed is that parents have seen a lot of things going on in schools they're not a fan of. They don't feel represented. They feel as though the people that are in the school boards at these various school districts tell them that they we know what's best for our kids. You know, what we really want is a bunch of diversity, equity, and inclusion. What that means is we're going to tell your kids that they're racist. We're going to tell them that capitalism is bad. And we're going to tell them all of these things, whether you like it or not, uh, we're going to let kids change in different bathrooms when they they come here and and come out a different gender and all this other nonsense the parents aren't a fan of. And these are some of the reasons why uh, these things that are taking time away from academics, which is what school is for, that's why parents are getting involved in these school board races. And it's interesting the way that it's been positioned, right? Because if somebody is upset that there's a drag queen story time hour for your kids in the past the school would say you know what we apologize we didn't realize that would hurt people we'll try to be better next time but now if you complain about it you're some sort of ist you're a Mm. racist you're a sexist how dare you think it's not okay for drag queens to be twerking at story hour for your kids and set all of that aside for a moment let's say none of that was happening you still have school board individuals like michelle fullhart over at hamilton southeastern who got in front of everyone and said there were no long-term effects of COVID knockdowns. Kids are fine. You know, they were locked out of school. Sure, there was lots of depression and kids committing suicide and a number of other horrible, horrible things, but that wasn't because of COVID lockdowns. Actually, we're fine. It's all of these bigot conservatives who are the problem. You know, I had a guy stop by my house yesterday. I wasn't home, but I, I think there's some really good candidates for the Zionsville School Board. I don't know if you like this Matt Kiefer guy, MD, running for school board at large. He just dropped off his card and it dropped off a list of things that he believes in. His card says empower teachers to educate, not indoctrinate. He, he mentions uh, equity in schools is a recipe for mediocrity. Uh, mentions that critical race theory has no place in Zionsville schools. Uh, individual free speech and choice are in in. in by their constitution, but not mandated from executive order. Just a whole list uh, of things that I think parents and people in this show really talk about all the time. Is that the guy, though, that had a little controversial statement that the New York Post picked up on? Nobody paid attention to it. It was completely misconstrued. But what my point is that there are plenty of such heart, uh, Kiefer, and, and these guys are really doing a good job of letting people know what they're really about. Because in the past, I feel these candidates have been pretty vague because they don't have to put an R or a D next to their name. 
And that's one of the things that's really concerned me in this election is you have a lot of people that have come forward and they've kind of gotten on this sanctimonious high horse and they've said, well, actually, school board elections are nonpartisan. <laughs> and so you need to support That's my TK me. Dub tribute. Right? I know. Yeah, don't, don't, please, right I don't make me cry. I'm, I'm still <laughs> upset about TK, that. We, we miss TK Dub. But all of those things considered, I am really, it, it irks me to hear people say that education has not been political when literally it was one of the foundational political issues in framing the U.S. Constitution, many state constitutions, the Northwest Ordinance, and many other things that set up education. Education's always been political. It is a political office to be a part of the school board. If you're a candidate and you want to put an R or a D or an L or an I next to your name, you should have every right to do so, and the local Republican or Democrat party should be allowed to say whether they endorse you as a candidate or not, because many people do not go through all of the trouble to pick through every single thing they agree with the party platform. Look, if you want to run on a party platform, that's your right. That's your choice as a candidate. I, as a voter, can choose whether or not to endorse that. And I think parents are really, I mean, this is another one of the things on one of those candidates list I was I was telling you about. Students belong to their parents and not the school corporation. And I think that was a really big deal for parents across the country. They think the the kids, once they step into that school, they belong to the teachers. Technically, maybe they do, but they do not belong. It's the teachers. It's I'm sorry. It's the parents' choice in what they get to learn and what they and they need to have a say in their kids' uh, education. I think you're I think you're incredibly correct. Correct there, and, and that's one of the things that we saw in the election of between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. That's exactly. actually what turned it around to him. That's exactly. what flipped forty-seven. It, it, it all started right there for me. Loudoun County and yeah. the mess that that was in Virginia. That was kind of ground zero. There was a time yes. where every yes. bad education story was coming out of Loudoun County. It was just <laughs> insane. And since then, I mean, 40-some flipped school board seats in Florida during that off season. And now we're going into this. I think that you are going to see in this election a lot of really great school board candidates put on to school boards. At the very least, we're going to see probably a larger number of votes in general for school board races than we have ever seen in the country. To me, that is a net good. So there's a lot of people who have no idea who's running for school boards in their local communities. Not everybody follows this stuff as closely as we do, uh, but you can go online and get a fake ballot, like a mock ballot of your district. You can just search for it and find it, find out who's running, and then what do you suggest to do, Tony? Just kind of look at the names, try to find them on social media, do a little research. Yeah, and this is the thing that I I had a parent that actually called me yesterday, and uh, I, I chatted with them for a minute, and they're like, I don't even know where to go, and I was like, come on. Come on, you, you do know where to go. Get on social media, find your friend that has your kind of views, find out who they're supporting, contact your local election office, find out who's running. Like, reach because I will out say on this, social let me media. jump in, because I'm thinking about like my mom and dad. They sure. are the most least tech-savvy people in the world. My right? father is one of those such people. If the f- My mom can look at a text, and that's pretty much about it, okay? So <laughs> telling them, hey, do all this research kind of stuff, you know, sometimes that's, you know, it scares them a little bit. And that's very fair. I would suggest that in those situations that you reach out to individuals that you trust and have a conversation. Who who do you think that you're voting for for school board? You know, why do you support them? Actually find out people that you talk to on the regular right. unless you are, you know, like the hermit from uh 
any Hollywood movie locked in some random closet in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. How do we weed out the lunatics, I guess, is the right question. If you can get a hold of a school board candidate at this point, I would ask them a lot of very specific and detailed questions and look for the answers they give you. If any candidate ever gives you buzzword answers, I don't care what party they're for, they're garbage. If like for if you ask someone, hey, what would you do in this situation? They say, well, I believe that all children are valuable. That They don't actually believe that. They have no idea how to answer your question. If that doesn't work, Find out from family and friends or whoever it is that you trust or talk to who they're voting for, and then you do have to go look up what they believe. That's what I did. That's your responsibility. And I'm sorry, I know people are afraid of technology in some cases and it's hard to use, but at some point you have to get over it and go look some stuff up. And the key part of this is you can't vote straight ticket because when you vote straight ticket, number one, I think it's lazy, uh, but number two, you will skip over the school board races if you go in and vote straight ticket. I'm not voting straight ticket in this case because I'm I'm voting for I'm voting for more in the secretary of state race. That's that's my personal opinion. There are some candidates in Hancock County that I will be voting for for school board. Uh, for the Greenfield School District. Uh, there are candidates that in private conversations among friends that I'm encouraging to vote for in a lot of the northern Indianapolis school board races. I would suggest that if the teachers union endorses a candidate for school board, <laughs> you should stay away from them, yes, uh, especially ahem, the Carmel Clay School Board District. Uh, I would be very careful, especially in Hamilton Southeastern. Abstain from that junk. If you want more of the same, though, Well, I mean, you know, go right ahead. Tony, I want to ask you about the Secretary of State's race here in Indiana, and then I want to get big picture from you. Can you stick around for a second segment here so we have enough time to to cover all that stuff? You guys got it. All right. uh, Tony Kennett here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll be right back. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Tony Kennett from Chalkboard Review in for a second segment. I know you uh, were filling in with Rob Kendall today. Talked a lot about the uh, Secretary of State and his interview, uh, Diego Morales. I'm sorry, he, uh, running for Secretary of State, the candidate, the GOP candidate, Diego Morales uh, running, and his decision to skip the debate and his answer uh, was was very interesting um, on, the, on Tony's program this morning. He said, what debate? <laughs> I don't know anything about debate. What debate are you talking about? I'm wondering your reaction to that sort of question. That Obviously, there was debate. We interviewed Dr. Laura Wilson the day after. Right. She was or, the moderator. I spoke to her personally two days ago. Exactly. She was there. Yeah. There was a debate. So I can give you my, my best take on this one because I've heard a lot all today of, of some individuals on the, the right side of the aisle, not the majority, but some individuals have been saying, well, they've, they've actually Diego was saying that he had better things to do than the debate, and that's not the case. Diego's exact answer to Tony Katz's question was, I was unaware of any like there was no debate there hasn't been a debate actually the exact words were there hasn't been a debate and then he proceeded to say that there are no debates for any other offices uh, and he, he went on this like long rabbit trail about visiting 92 counties I have a personal problem with this because the answer was so easy and so obvious in a political setting all he had to do when Tony Katz says why didn't you go to the debate is say I have more important things to do than spend my time with people who aren't the Hoosiers of Indiana that I will be serving. That would have been a weak answer, in my opinion. Still, I think you should have done the debate. But that would have been an answer. Right. That would have been a decent enough answer to get by politically. A hell of a lot better than what debate? Yeah, what? <laughs> I just, again, I don't see the reason... 
quit bringing these garbage candidates before me. I'm so sick of having worthless Republicans on the ballot here in Indiana. Like Holcomb was the candidate for governor. Not absolutely not worth a cheap kindergarten ruler when it comes to measuring anything at all. And now we have Diego Morales, who is terrified of television cameras unless he's giving you this goofy car salesman grin that I don't trust as far as I can throw it. It's bothersome that these are the options that I am given. What do you think we're going to see nationwide next week? Like like Hammer um, uh, talked about in the previous segment, I think all this kind of started, this red wave talk started with Yunkin being elected in Virginia. Hmm. And I think, like Hammer said, it was ground zero, and it just kind of took off from there. And I wonder what you think. Is there going to be some sort of red wave or tsunami? And, and what are some of the races nationally that you're paying attention to? I got to tell you, I think that... The Republicans are definitely going to take the House. I think they're going to get the Senate in pretty decent territory. Uh, As far as a huge red wave that people have been predicting, I'm not sure. And here's why I'm not sure. We saw this in 2016. Whenever you start running around telling the country you have something in the bag, people don't come out and vote. And I warned Republicans about this as a conservative myself since the beginning. Do not run around telling everyone, oh, we're going to have a red wave. No, you walk around saying you better get to the voting box or you're done for. That's what the Democrats do. And it drives out voters. This whole it's a wave. It's going to be a big wave. They don't turn out to be big waves because you think, ah, everyone else is going to carry the team. I don't really need to come out and play. Right. So that's... That's what I'm nervous about. That's why I'm not doing any pre-victory laps. Also, because doing victory laps early is stupid. That's how you get yourself made a fool out of. I do think Republicans are going to make some serious gains across the country. No, I don't think we're going to see every seat vote Republican. No, no. But I think you're going to see some angry voting. We mentioned yesterday, Mm. this is going to be an angry Republican vote. This is a referendum on all of the nonsense the last couple of years. The lockdowns, the lectures, the big tech censorship. It all comes out less than a week from now. That's true, but I would say voters have pretty short memories. Your average apolitical, apathetic American genuinely, well, generally maybe a better word in this case, has only about a two to three month memory. And basically in how we've actually seen the voting data come out in the last couple of years. And I'm a very bitter and vindictive man with a long memory, so I get that. Yeah, and and, and that's what I like. You know, as a fellow very petty man myself, I will also be voting with that anger. But I feel as though a lot of people will not be. And I think that some of this trickery and nonsense really doesn't make its way to the average American because so much of the media infrastructure runs around telling everyone how good it is all the time. I think this will be a, a really good test run of how tired Americans are. Let's say a referendum on the media in general, on what they are told, you know, everything is fine on the day to day. This election will prove whether Americans believe what is being pumped out of local TV uh, and Internet stations all around the country. Yeah. President Biden saying, oh, no, inflation. I've cut the debt in half. Inflation's going down. It's fine. That's what people remember. And that's still that's that's been a constant over the past few years. Your lips Uh, to God's ears, man. Where can we get more information? You can always check me out on Twitter at the Tonus, but you can should really take a moment, go to chalkboardreview.com, read some education things out there. Be informed, folks. That's just good advice in general. Tony Kennett, thank you. Thanks, Tony. We got another hour to go. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.